0: Welcome to Cat Chat, brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, privately owned by Dr. Elsie, a feline-only veterinarian whose personal mission has been to formulate a wide variety of litters for all types of cats so they keep using their litter box, which keeps them in their loving homes. Dr. Elsie has also created clean protein, wet and dry foods that are specifically appropriate for a cat's nutrition needs. I'm Tracy Hotchner, the author of The Cat Bible, Everything your cat expects you to know. My mission is to entertain, educate, and inspire cat lovers like you to give your kitty cats the best possible life in nutrition, affection, and environmental enrichment, often sharing my conversation with feline expert Dr. Michael Maria Delgado, along with other cat authors and experts. Dr. Elsie's is also the founding and continuing sponsor of my New York Cat Film Festival, which brings together short films from around the world that celebrate kitty cats. The festival premieres every fall in New York City and then travels to theaters across America and Canada with a portion of every ticket going to local cat welfare organizations with the support of Dr. Elsie's. It is lovely to have Zazie Todd back. She has a doctorate in psychology, a degree in feline behavior, but most importantly, from my point of view, she explains to us, to all the cat lovers, what it is that scientists have learned about cats, what makes them tick, what makes them happy, what makes them miserable. And her book, Purr, The Science of Making Your Cat Happy, brings it all together. Zazie, one of the things, one of the many things I love about your book is that you talk about what an enigma and a mystery cat are to people. And people think that it, there's no way to understand what a cat is thinking or feeling or wanting, that you have to sort of go on intuition or guesswork. But you broke it down into two kind of buckets of behavior, which can tell you a lot about your cat the increasing distance and the decreasing distance. Can you talk about how you came to that um, revelation?
1: Yes well thank you for having me on the show and really I think it's hard for people to understand how their cat is feeling, what their cat is thinking and it's hard for us to put labels on that and know if they're accurate or not. So one of the things I like to do is just to make it as simple as possible and think is the cat trying to increase distance or decrease distance and other ways of putting that might be is the cat happy or is the cat not very happy and trying to get away from this situation. Right. And it makes it easier for us to understand because you don't have to worry about the specifics of what your cat is thinking. You're just looking at what they're doing in that moment. And are they trying to get in closer or are they trying to go the other way? And of course, you should always give them the chance to go the other way if that's what they want to
0: do. Which I think is one of the problems is that when a cat is, let's say, sick of being patted which for some cats can be after three strokes and another one, maybe three minutes, but in the end, they don't want you to just endlessly sit there while you're watching the telly, stroking and stroking and stroking them. So when they go to get away because the person hasn't noticed their body language stiffening, whatever it may be that they're trying to say enough already, they try to hold the cat. What about that? You know, they try to keep the cat from leaving like the cat didn't make a really good decision for themselves.
1: Yeah, so I think you should always give a cat a choice. And we know there's actually research to show that cats are much happier when being petted and will stay for it longer if they're given a choice. And I think when you're petting your cat, that's a really good point when you should be paying attention to their body language and looking really closely to see, are they enjoying this or is it too much? Because for some cats in particular, it can very suddenly reach that point of being too much. And if you're not paying attention, that's when your cat might suddenly start biting you or scratching at you because they've had enough and they want to get away and they can't. So um, some of the signs that you would look for then, these would be signs that your cat wants to get away from you, so they're trying to increase the distance. One of them is just to look at the tail and watch what's happening with the tail because it's a little bit of twitch on the end of the tail, your cat's probably still happy there. But as that twitch is getting bigger or it's even the tail is swishing, that's one of the signs that your cat wants a bit more distance and would rather get away. Some of the other things you could look for would be sometimes the skin ripples. Um oh, that's and when you do that that's a sign that's a sign of high arousal in the cat, and that is a sign, again, that you should stop petting them because it's probably getting a bit too much. Um, if their body gets lower, that would be another sign that they're not so happy in that situation. And obviously, if you get hissing, spitting, caterwauling, <laughs> or any of those things, that's a very clear signal that yes. your cat has
0: had enough. <laughs> so is one of the problems, sassy that when people pat, they sort of rest their whole forearm on the cat so that... Because on the one hand, you could say, well, if the cat's had enough, why doesn't he just leave? Is it that we kind of park our big, fat human arm on the cat in the process of doing the patting or stroking, and he doesn't actually feel like he can get away?
1: I think sometimes it is the case that the cat doesn't feel like they can get away, even if they're not actually trapped. But I think also it's up to us to recognize whether they're really fully consenting in that moment or if they, you know, if they want more or if they've had enough. And one of the things we can actually just do is a consent test. We can just stop petting and see what happens because if they want more, that's when they're going to come and lean into it and rub their head on us and be purring at us and kind of asking for more and then you know that okay this cat wants more petting and you can pet them a bit more and that's a really helpful thing to know so if you're ever in doubt you can just stop and see what happens because they will walk off if they want to walk off and they will they will come and rub their head and show it very clearly if they actually want more petting in that circumstance.
0: So that's an interesting word consenting. So that's used so much in in human sexual interactions, was it consensual? Did the person consent to whatever the activity was? And I never thought of that word in the context of cats. But really, when you talk about choice, which you do a lot in your book, Purr, part of choice is consenting to what the human has chosen to do. Has the cat said, okie dokie, go right ahead? Or more like, no, thank you. And those signs of of consent, the only way, to, I'm asking you this, is the only way to be sure you've gotten consent is to stop what you're doing and let the cat express what they want?
1: Well, that's a very obvious way to do it. And if you're not at all sure, then it's a good idea to just stop and wait and see what's happening. What will the cat do next? But of course, if they're happy with being petted, you know you've got consent anyway, because they'll be purring happily. They right. look very contented. Their whiskers are relaxed, their eyes are relaxed. They're probably leaning on you to some extent. They might be actively rubbing their head on you, for example. And also just in general, their their body language is quite happy and relaxed. And then you know that they're they're okay um and so if if all of those things are happening then you don't have to stop and do a consent test because you can tell already from the cat's behavior but if if it, if they're not leaning on you as much or if they're staring at your hand if they're staring <laughs> at your hand that might be a sign that they're about to go for it yeah you're and about to get to bitten stop yes so so in those cases then it's really a good idea to stop and just give the cat the choice
0: Okay. So here's some other possible increase of, of distance that tells you what the feline emotion is. You've talked in the book about a cat not wanting to be present when somebody new comes into the dwelling. So increasing their distance, they're showing their feline emotion is fear, doubt, discomfort, and they're distancing themselves and we need to see that that's how they feel and let them feel that way. We can't fix that feeling. I think people think, oh, come on, it's okay, it's just my friend has come over, and they try to snatch up the cat and kind of force the cat to, to face this intruder. Is that one of the problems, is not respecting the cat's choice of increasing distance?
1: Yes, again, that's that's not giving them the chance to get away if, when they want to get away. And every cat is different. So some cats will be very friendly and sociable when you have people come over and others will be more nervous and they will need time to get used to someone before they want to come out and meet them. So again, it's a case of giving your cat the choice. And I think especially with some cats that have been adopted from from a shelter, if they come from a hoarding situation, those cats in particular may not be used to people and they may need to be in your home for quite a long time before they get used to other people coming over. And you can actually change how they feel about people because you can do something called desensitization and counter conditioning. So you can teach cats to like people, but it's a long, slow process. And for, for cats from a hoarding situation, it may be necessary to do that. But for most cats, they're already well socialized. If you just give them the choice, let them come out when they feel comfortable, they will come out. And um, you can also, of course, teach your friends to give your cat's choice and, you know, not to reach out and grab right. the cat, but to wait for the cat to come to them. And, and that will help, too.
0: How often do the not cat loving people in our lives find the cat coming to them? Why? Because the cat has natural curiosity and wants to check out the smell and the look and the texture of whoever this person is. And the marvelous thing is the person isn't harassing them to do it. So the cat will come over and, and rub on their legs or even jump on their lap. And how often I've heard people say, I don't even like cats. Why is this cat on me? Because you're doing what the cat lover should be doing. Giving the cat the chance exactly. to choose, right?
1: Exactly. And I think sometimes when people think they're cat people unfortunately they're the ones who because they think they know cats so well they're not so likely to actually give the cat a choice and that's really unfortunate i mean Mm -hmm. it's something that we all need to learn is to give the cat a choice there um one of the other signs that i really love that shows that cats are enjoying your presence really is the slow blink and I really like that one too so when the cat's eyes are narrowed that's a sign that they're comfortable and relaxed and there's a specific signal that cats do between cats and it turns out they do it to people as well which is when they just do a very slow blink at someone and so their eyes being narrowed is a sign that they're happy and comfortable really Uh, that's one of the positive that they're experiencing positive emotions in that situation and again so this scenario of people coming around and the cat goes to the one who doesn't like cats everyone else is probably looking at the cat and they don't like to be stared at (laughs) Um, but if if people were doing a slow blink and scrunching their eyes up a bit when they look at the cat, the cat would actually prefer that as well. It's funny, but it's true, right? I mean, it's the equivalent
0: of a cat's kiss. It's like throwing a kiss across the room to do a slow blink. Yes. Yes.
1: And it's lovely when you get that signal from a cat. I really like it. I think it's so nice.
0: Well, of course, you have to be aware of what it is. And so many people are blind to it. So what we're really saying is to pay closer attention. What about on the other side of the equation? cats decreasing their distance? Since, since in Purr you write about there being two very simple ways to find out what your cat is feeling or thinking. One is increasing distance in a variety of situations with people and with other animals. What about decreasing the distance when they're coming towards you, coming to you if you're going to feed them? Or maybe some cats, I've had cats, I'm sure you have, like to go on a walk. So if you're going on a walk, they want to come on the walk. What about the decreasing distance? Is that less common?
1: I don't think it's less common. I think it's just that people don't always necessarily notice when it happens. But yeah, when the cat is happy and coming towards you, that's really nice. And it's much more common when the cat has been given a choice. And then the other thing also is when the cat is just simply relaxed and happy. And these are the times when you see the cat sprawled out and their tummy is showing. Maybe they're on their side or maybe they're on their back with their tummy showing and their paws up in the air. And sometimes they have these really comic positions that they lie in, but basically their Body position is completely open. Yes. Um, you can see the tummy, the the legs are out, the tail is away from the body and it's just showing how relaxed they are. It's it's a really lovely sight to see a cat in such a, a relaxed and happy position.
0: And to know it and to know, to and to know it to for it, but, and to know it for what it is. I mean, a lot of people see that and see that because they're so human-centric as the cat wants his belly rubbed. So they immediately take their big human hand and and smush it on the cat's entire chest and belly. And how often have we all been grabbed with all four feet and claws? Because that isn't what they were doing at all. They were just relaxing. And now you've come and done something way too intimate, way too sensitive, way too quickly, right? I mean, I think. I'm not sure, but I'm pretty sure yeah, that absolutely. that's not why they're they're not showing you all their lovely, white, fluffy underbelly, because they need you to come stroke them. They just are feeling really good no. about life, and you need to enjoy it from afar.
1: Yes, they're feeling really happy and comfortable and safe, and if you go and suddenly touch them on their tummy, <laughs> you've... you've, you've... Lost their sense of safety, and so many people do it. And then they think, "Why did the cat go for me?" And they they don't understand that the cat was just just relaxed and happy and didn't want to ask you to come and do that. Now I I do have to say, every time I tell people that most cats don't like to be petted on their tummy, there is always someone who who pipes up and says, "Well, my cat does like to be petted on their tummy." Of course, and of course some do. And there will be circumstances in which some cats do, and that will be when, especially, they have a good relationship with you, and they are the kind of cat that likes that, because not all cats do anyway. So, if your cat doesn't like it, it doesn't mean you have a bad relationship with them. It just means right. they're a normal cat.
0: They're a normal cat. <laughs> but some cats Wh- whose belly is a, is their private place, and yes, some cats like it. But yes. and if you wind up with one of those cats, well, bravo, because it is very soft yes. fur. We know that it feels really delicious. Well,
1: Zazie, but the other thing I, is sorry, to go ahead. do a consent test in those circumstances, right. just to double check that your cat really does like it.
0: Good point. So you just do it very slowly with maybe just a finger or two and and, and like float a trial balloon as it were. Don't just womp down with yeah. your whole hand and squish around like you're making pizza dough, which is sort of what people do. It it looks so yummy, they just want to kind of swim in the cat's belly fur. Yes, a consent test. Very good. I think, that's what, yes. I think that's the takeaway. Your feline emotions will be exhibited with a consent test if you're not sure. Zazie Todd, you've written such yes. a great book in Purr, The Science of Making Your Cat Happy, and I look forward to talking to you again in the future about many of the things that you have discovered. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening. I hope this conversation has deepened your understanding and appreciation of cats everywhere. It's been brought to you by Dr. Elsie's Precious Cat, which created their own clean protein cat foods, inspired by the protein levels found in a cat's natural prey to better satisfy a cat's appetite with ingredients naturally intended for her body. 90% of the protein in clean protein is animal-based, not plant-based, as in many cat foods, which can compromise cat's health. Clean protein is the first dry cat food I can personally recommend as a healthy choice, although I always hope that wet food will be your cat's primary diet. Thanks again for being here.